Amen. So here is uh, what I'd like you to do for two or three minutes before we get started right there at your table. I want you to talk about your favorite aspect of fall. We're just about into that fall season. I want to talk, what, what's that one thing about fall that you think, oh, I love that part? For me, uh, and it's, it's, it's a new thing since I moved to Amarillo. Uh, in most other places I've lived, leaves either stayed green or went from green to brown uh, to falling off the trees, right? But here in Amarillo, we really do, if you look around while you're driving, we do get these beautiful, beautiful colors. Uh, I love those reds and yellows and oranges. Uh, there's nothing like those col- the fall colors in the trees. That's my favorite thing. So two or three minutes right there around your table. What's your favorite part about fright? So what are some of those things? Just really quick, shout them out. What are some of your favorite elements of fall? Well, hold on. Just what? What did I hear? Oh, we, we don't like to talk about the scores. Fall is football time, definitely. Thanksgiving time. Oh, th- oh, Thanksgiving time and being thankful for the harvest. I love Thanksgiving. That is my favorite holiday. Because you can eat all day long and no one tells you anything. Uh, <laughs> other elements that we're appreciative for the fall. Harvest. Harvest, yes, yes. Somebody else, I saw another hand go up. The temperature, I love those fall cool breeze, those cool fall breezes, which, by the way, little side note, if you don't have hair, you feel them extra nicely. So, <laughs> testify to that. Anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, it's just, it's an amazing time of year. It really is. We, we focus on being thankful on, at this time of year. It's just November and people are doing 30 days of gratitude. I wish someone would do, I, and I, maybe I should be the one, it just, I wish someone would do 365 days of gratitude because it really is thankfulness for we should be thankful every day and not just all of November. Uh, so let's get into our um, Sunday school lesson. So uh, last week, Dan did a great job of finishing out the Beatitudes. And we have talked about what we're doing this semester and even next semester. And uh, just FYI, because a few people have actually asked me this question, uh, I will... Uh, uh, some of you have heard, some of you will be hearing in the 11 o'clock service. Uh, Young Life has offered me, and I have accepted a full-time position uh, to come on to Young Life staff. Yes, I'm absolutely excited about that. And someone said, does that mean you're not teaching Sunday school anymore? Does that mean you're not coming to this church anymore? I'm still coming to First Pres, and I really do believe in serving at the church that you attend. So uh, talking to Murray, the way I will continue to serve is I will continue to teach with Dan as long as Dan will have me. So... Um, if I, <laughs> so if I ever stop teaching, you can blame Dan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm absolutely kidding. I, w- I will continue to teach this class, and we've already talked. We've already had already talked ahead about what we're doing this semester, next semester, and it is uh, the Sermon on the Mount this semester, next semester. And I, I think sometimes we fall into the trap. And I know the very first thing I think of when I think of Sermon on the Mount is the Beatitudes. And Dan did a great job of wrapping up the Beatitudes last week. But I want you to understand, uh, and my, my slide just went on, I want you to understand that the Sermon on the Mount is more than just the Beatitudes. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount 
uh, starts with the Beatitudes, but it doesn't finish there. So that's one of the things we want to continue to do. Uh, We want to continue to look through uh, the Sermon on the Mount this week. Uh, And I will get this back up and running here and just there we go. Um, So we're going to continue to look through the Sermon on the Mount this week. And doing that, we start with Matthew chapter 5. Uh, starting at verse 13 uh, through uh, verses 13 through 16. Um, so let's get that back up here on screen. Yes. There we go. So Sermon on the Mount is more than just the Beatitudes. Don't, when you think of the Sermon on the Mount, yes, think of Beatitudes, but think beyond that. So let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Let's read through it uh, here for just a second. Um, and it says this. It says, um, You are the salt of the earth, starting at verse 13. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory. Uh, You know what, I I have it up there and I haven't even been... uh, There we go, we're caught up. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So that's Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. To this point, and even as we continue today, uh, we are really, through what Jesus is teaching, uh, we are really answering that question, what does it look like to follow Jesus? Um, and so, how do I follow Jesus? And in this example, uh, in this little passage, Jesus talks about, compares following him to two different things. What does he compare it to? He compares it to salt. Uh, I am salt. And he compares it uh, to light. Here's one of the things I definitely want you to hear uh, before we even move forward. Uh, as he goes through the Beatitudes, and even right now as he talks about following Jesus and shows what that's like, talking about salt and light, following Jesus really is focused, and what he's teaching is focused on character and not on works, right? So Jesus is saying, hey, these are the characteristics of those who follow me. He isn't necessarily saying, these are the good works of those who follow me. Because I think sometimes we get those two things confused. I think we start focusing on the works that we do, and we forget about our character. Well, guess what? You can do all the right things and still have a character that stinks. You can can check every checkbox. You can read through the Bible in a year and still not be meek. So it's not about the works, it's about the character. Uh, and, and, and we see this kind of even as we talk about salt and light. Salt and light function because of what they are, not because of what they do. Salt isn't salt because of what it does. 